Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Dr. Douchebag, Crash Gladys, Get in crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming up, Freaks. You know, there are some names or descriptions I could use right now to describe the Daytona 24-hour wet race, some things that you could be wearing on your body that help keeps the wet out or the wet in. Regardless, we have another Daytona 24-hour in the books, and we're going to have your Daytona Daytona 24-hour two-time winner now, Jordan Taylor. No, two-time or three-time? Yeah, two-time. Yeah, yeah, two-time winner, Jordan Taylor, joining us here in the Freak Nation, and Statman, uh, did you feel kind of uh, dirty or just like you needed to get an umbrella watching the Daytona 24-hour this afternoon? <laughs> what I could see, yeah, but there was so much of it that disappeared at certain times, and we'll talk about that later. I just felt <laughs> wet all over, just wet all over. Okay, save that. I will be separating that audio. (laughs) That's coming out at a future show. I just felt wet all over. Yeah, I I slipped on that one, didn't I? I've been keeping it clean for a while, but uh, you caught me. (laughs) A big show for you tonight. NASCAR season hasn't even started. The big boy season hasn't even started. But damn it, we got a packed show. Let Let me fill you up. Fill you up. Okay, let me fill you out. Let me let me fill you in, as we call it here in the Freak Nation. Up, out, in. Yep. Jordan Taylor, Rolex 24-hour winner, will be joining us in about 10 minutes. Jay Fry, the president of IndyCar, IndyCar Series, he'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Uh, Brian Loans, the new partner of Tony Pedragon, NHRA announcing for Fox Sports, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Kyle Chisholm, who got him a top 20 finish in Oakland last night, yes. Crasher, in Oakland in the Supercross Series, will be here in the Freak Nation. That's how we roll at Speed Freaks on Twitter, the website speedfreaks.tv. We're there for you on Facebook. Do yourself a favor. Go to our Facebook page or our Twitter page and listen to an interview that we did a year ago with Fernando Alonso. Oh, right. We've posted that a couple of times on our Twitter feed, on our Facebook page over the last three or four hours just to kind of give you some – some insight to how this guy rolls, and we interviewed him prior to the 2018 Daytona 24-hour, so he didn't have that under his belt, meaning a win. And Crasher, you rolled through the litany of big-time wins of Fernando Alonso? Well, his goal, ever since maybe six or eight years ago, his goal was to win the Triple Crown of Motorsports, which for most people is the Monaco Grand Prix in Formula One, the 24 Hours of Le Mans, which is obviously the huge endurance race over in Le Mans, France, in June. And the Indy 500, which is always Memorial Day weekend in Indianapolis in May. He wants to win all three of the Triple Crown. Nobody's done that in, gosh. Has actually, Statman, that's a very valid question that I should know the answer to and I don't. Has anybody ever done that? I know we have drivers that have won the Daytona 500, the Indy 500, and the 24 Hours of Le Mans. But I can't think off the top of my head of anyone who has won the Monaco Grand Prix in Formula One, the 24 Hours of Le Mans, and the Indy 500. Not in the same year, but Mario's done all of that. So, Mar- yeah, that's right. He did do Mario. Yeah, okay. So, 
Fernando Alonso wants to become the next Mario Andretti. <laughs> Man. But what's interesting, though, is on his way to accomplishing the Triple Crown of Motorsports, he's also winning in the World Endurance Championship Series. And now he has a 24 Hours of Daytona win to add. It's just incredible what this guy has been able to accomplish. And it makes it look like it's been easy for him, but there's no way that that's possible. These are not easy races to win. He has shown brilliant driving skills, as he did last night in the middle of the crap conditions, Fernando Alonso just being Fernando Alonso. There are drivers who say that there's a lot of similarity between driving a a high-end prototype and a Formula One car. Uh, I find that hard to believe, but the people who have done it say there's truth to that. I think what's happened to uh, Fernando Alonso is that his experience with Toyota in the World Endurance Championship has elevated his graduate school in sports car driving to uh, another degree. Maybe he, instead of three years, like he go through law school in three years, maybe he did it in one. So instead of all this learning how to drive sports cars, he got in and with the Toyotas and the, the crazy conditions that they race in and the World Endurance Championship, he went to grad school very quickly. And uh, all that showed last night uh, in the Rolex 24. You got Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, man. A big damn show. Coming up, Jordan Taylor, your winner from the Daytona 24 Hour. Just an incredible lineup with Wayne Taylor Racing winning the Daytona 24. He'll be joining us in moments. He's going to reset with some affiliates and be right back. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. How you doing, Freak Nation? Joining up with another round of affiliates. And by the way, we're now part of the Dan Patrick Sirius XM channel, 211. Well, hey now. Yeah. Dan Patrick, thank you for allowing the Freak Nation to come in and spoil our fun. A little bit of motorsports on the Dan Patrick Network. He has the Danettes, but you're not going to call us the Freakettes, are you? No. Oh, God, that's true. What are we to you, Kenny? Statman's a freak Alita. <laughs> yeah, baby. Let's be honest, though. It's cool to be a part of the Dan Patrick channel on yeah. Sirius XM, channel 211. But we are all in the family anyway, thanks to Continental Tire. ContinentalTire.com. ContinentalTire.com. That's where you go to find the tire for your righteous ride. More importantly, go to Continental Tire or General Tire. GeneralTire.com. you got a big old fat truck that needs to roll through all this rain. You go to GeneralTire.com and find the tire you need, man. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes. All right, let's go on with that 24 hours of Daytona. It was 15 hours of good, hard racing, and then, what, nine disgustingly soaked hours? Oh, the race was called on a red flag. It's the first time in the Daytona 24-hour history, the race's history, that it was stopped twice by red flags. I mean, these were just horrific racing conditions. There was zero grip left anywhere out there because there was puddling all over the track. But, yes, it was called... 
and they did get some racing in, some pretty good racing if you saw the first half of the race. Winning overall, Jordan Taylor, Fernando Alonso, Renger van der Zande, and Kamui Kobayashi in the DPI class, and, and obviously the overall winners for Wayne Taylor Racing and their Cadillac. In the LMP2 class, it was Pastor Maldonado, Sebastian Saavedra, Ryan Cullen, and Roberto Gonzalez in their Dragon Speed Oreca. In the GTLM class, it was rookie Colin, excuse me, Colton Herta, rookie getting a Rolex, dude. Augusto Farfus, Connor DeFelipe, and Philip Eng in the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan BMW. And in the GTD class, it was Mirko Bortolotti, Christian Engelhart, Rick Brukers, and Rolf Inachin in the Lamborghini of Grasser Racing. Supercross was also racing this weekend up in Oakland. And I think now it's safe to say that Cooper Webb, yeah, he's the real deal. His maiden win was last weekend, and he just backed it up with a win this weekend. The podium was 1-2-3 KTM. Speaking of first time in history, that's the first time in Supercross history that KTM has done that. Cooper Webb on the top spot. Marvin Muskin second. Blake Baggett third. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by General Tire. Coming up, your 24-hour winner, Jordan Taylor, Speed Freaks Pits of the Lucas All Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Well, it's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and, of course, rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged style to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling with speed freaks since 2001. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. 
Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on Twitter, Facebook. We're there for you, man. The website, speedfreaks.tv. And, of course, big old props to anybody that showed up to watch the Rolex 24-hour. And, most importantly, men and women that actually participated in the race. How about your winner? Damn it. Jordan Taylor, Wayne Taylor Racing, a Rolex 24-hour winner for 2019, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And uh, do you when, – when it's that wet – for a 24-hour race, how wet do you get in the car, or do you? Uh, it's fun. The, the car is actually sealed off pretty well, so you don't. Ideally, you don't get too wet. Um, but we have some some ducts that just you usually have like in the dry for fresh air that'll leak some water, and so sometimes you'll get a couple little sprinkles. But ideally, you stay pretty dry. The only the only scary part is when you do a driver change. You're obviously stepping in water, and then you jump in the car, and your feet are all wet. And then the fear is that your feet could uh, slip off the pedals. But uh, thankfully, we haven't had that issue recently. So, okay, so in making driver changes, geez, I guess after the 15-hour mark, when everything was puddling all over the place, I never thought about that. I mean, yes, you're going to get wet at different parts of the pits, but your actual feet getting wet as you're getting into the car, how dangerous that could be. Have you been in a situation where your feet are slipping off the pedals, and how do you, how do you control that? Uh, I think different teams probably have different strategies with it. Um, some teams use like some sort of grip tape on the on the pedal, but sometimes that could wear off and then become sticky, and then your foot could stick to the pedal. Uh, my foot actually slipped off the clutch at some point in the race today, leaving the pits. But I think you play with the angles of of the pedals to make the angle proper, so you're not slipping off the top of it. And then also the if you have the proper racing shoes, they have some grip on the bottom. So thankfully. It's not a huge issue, but, I, I mean, last year at Road America, some two drivers actually slipped off the brake pedal and, and crashed. Um, so it does still happen. Now, Jordan, this is just, it's an incredible win. You've won with Jeff Gordon for the 24 hours and now Fernando Alonso. These are two yeah. really big names in all of racing history. What have you learned from these two experiences? What's similar and what's different? Uh, I think the the similarity is that they're both obviously guys coming in with a lot of success and they come in with a similar approach and that's a humble approach and they, they want to understand from our side the way we approach the races. Um, obviously, we, we have more experience in this type of racing than, than their background. So they come in, ask a lot of questions, um, they take their ego out of it. And for me, a young, a young guy growing up in the sport, it's nice to see 
that perspective and, and understand that these guys have won pretty much everything that there is to be won are still open to learning and still wanting to learn more. Um, but then on the, on the other hand, for us, it's super exciting to have guys like that with that experience that we can also learn from and dissect their brain and understand, you know, why they're doing these types of things in Formula One and NASCAR, how those can maybe translate to us in sports car racing. Well, you're talking about a, a full-time guy in WEC with Mui Kobayashi. Okay, he's amazing. Obviously, Fernando Alonso, and then you and Renger, come on. You guys are pretty stout drivers yourselves. So, aside from the talent and aside from maybe some ego, and I'm sure you guys can have fun with that, what are the fun things that go on between the four of you, or at least what did happen? Give us a story from this past weekend. I think, I mean, it's funny when you get, you obviously follow guys on social media and you kind of see what they're like, but when you meet them in person, it's often a much different story, and I think Formula One these days and those higher levels of sport, you don't see a lot of personality. But when you meet him in person, I think a guy like Alonzo is now kind of moving on from Formula One and enjoying life a bit more. It was really fun to see his personality come out and his sense of humor. And it was unbelievable to see him with fans just just having fun and joking around nonstop this weekend. It was really just entertaining to watch you know, how much fun he has and how easy he takes it. And um, his major thing this weekend was he was always joking about since it's a 24-hour race, you should take no risk. Um, but his famous line this weekend was maximum risk and maximum attack. Um, so I was starting the race, and he wanted me to have maximum risk on lap one to try to go make up some positions. But uh, thankfully before the race, he said, I was just joking, just no risk, please. He is. He's got an interesting sense of humor that, yeah, I think it's cool now that F1 is maybe permanently in his rearview mirror that he can just let it out. But hold on a second. Let's give yourself credit. Did he know? Was he ready for Rodney Sandstorm, Jordan, your alter ego? I think so. He knew the dance moves and everything, so he definitely did his own research. (laughs) Did you Which find, was embarrassing. Uh, Jordan Taylor, Wayne Taylor Racing, Rolex 24-hour winner joining us here in the Freak Nation. Rain aside, did you feel the same amount of press coverage? Or did Fernando relate to you the same amount of press coverage for him running the day 24-hour compared to his inaugural race last year? Uh, I think I'm not sure. Um, I, mean, I didn't really see him much last year. Uh, I think there was more story around it this year just because it was with a team that, that could win overall. Last year he was with an LMP2 team, which the DLP was not in their favor, so they really had no chance at winning. And this year he was coming in with more of a retirement from Formula 1 and having just won Le Mans and announcing that he's going back to the Indy 500. So I think there's a lot of big storylines that kind of centered around this race. Um, leading into Indy 500 this year and coming off of his first sports car win. So it seemed like a ton of press. And I think just being standing beside him all week, it was kind of shocking to see how much he has to go through on a day-to-day basis. Hey, Jordan, I would imagine that winning is at the top of your mind now, obviously. I mean, heck, you're a very good driver. You're a championship driver. Are you giving any thought, though, to a potential career outside of being in the cockpit that might include ownership, like maybe taking over from your dad down the road? Uh, I mean, we've obviously talked about it a lot. Um, but I see what he goes through on a, on a day-to-day basis, and it's 
not a lifestyle that I think a 27-year-old would want right now. Um, he's uh, He works incredible hours, literally 24-7. He's working every day in the week, um, working on sponsorships with Kaleka Minolta and making deals between them and companies that we uh, we work with through motorsports to make their business back. So it's a nonstop job and mostly a thankless job. And I think right now I enjoy the driving side of it while I, while I can still race and be competitive and Maybe down the road, you know, I can slowly start taking over little pieces from him and take some stress off of him. Just send him Rodney. Get 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 Rodney on the <laughs> on the payroll. <laughs> I don't know how good he's. Rodney would be good on the business side. No, I think I think he'd leave Rodney at home, bro. I don't know. He could attract <laughs> a different kind of sponsor. That's true. He's a he's probably a good denim sponsor. <laughs> Jordan George. Taylor. Rolex 24-hour winner joining us here in the Freak Nation. And when you see the amount of rain, and you know the fans are doing their best to hang out and, and, and catch whatever racing they can, how much do you take into consideration as you're driving of what a crap show it is for the fans that are trying to brave the weather? Yeah, actually, I, I actually have a good story about that um, that you reminded me. Like, I was in the car from, like, 1 a.m. to 4 a.m., and the rain hadn't come yet, but it was freezing out. And obviously, it's three o'clock in the morning, and a yellow came out. And I looked um, between three and four into the dog like There's a little grandstand section, and I looked in the grandstand. There's four, three or four guys standing at the top of it, and one of them was in Rodney Sandstorm gear. <laughs> so I had actually, I'd love to figure out who that guy was because it was awesome. Because uh, every time I drove by under yellow, he was just standing there with his Dupont jacket and jeans at like three o'clock in the morning. That's awesome. If only you could wave out the window. My guy! I know. If, if I had an open window, I definitely would have waved at him. <laughs> um, but maybe he's not a Rodney guy. Maybe he's just a, a true Jeff Gordon fan. Yeah. There is that. There is yeah. definitely that. It's probably more likely. <laughs> I know you'd rather win the 2019 Rolex 24 with maximum laps. Does this win feel a little bit short change for you? Uh, it, it definitely feels a bit different. Um, I wouldn't say short change. I think, you know, there were, you know, 11 or 12 cars in our class that had a chance to win this race and we were able to win it. So I think if anyone else won it, they would be, you know, holding it up high and being proud of it. And I think we proved, you know, all throughout the race, we led most, I think most of the laps of any team. So. I think if anyone deserved to win, we proved that we were a competitive team all throughout. and made no real mistakes. The team had perfect strategy, and it was all about kind of understanding if IMSA was going to throw a red and at what time, and if you want to race to lead to be in a position to, you know, make the most of that red flag or take it easy in the rain and the tough conditions, hoping for a yellow and for a restart. So it made the strategy very tough, but I think our guys kind of nailed it in the last couple of hours. Well, let's talk about your final time in the driver's seat. You nailed it with a mad pass for the lead, and then it got a little shaky. You had Elio Castroneves was up in the booth, and he called it a code brown when you almost lost it out with because the conditions were so bad. Was it? Were you, uh, was anything going through your mind of uh oh, I just screwed this up? Was that when uh, Lamborghini spun in front of you? Yes, me? yes, and you you oh, barely yeah. barely made it by. I know. I was. Unbelievable. The, well, turn one had a bunch of standing water. You aquaplane really easily. 
and it was super easy to go off track. And I remember I was coming up on a Lamborghini, and I was going to go to the outside, but he shifted up in front of me, so I moved further out, and he hit a puddle. And aquaplane, and when you aquaplane, there's no way you can save it. And uh, he was out of my vision because of the A-pillar in the car, so I couldn't actually see where he was. Mm. And I didn't actually know that he spun. And my spotter came on the radio and said, inside car spinning. And I had no idea what he was talking about because I, I, was, I thought I was past the guy. And then <laughs> you can see the car had yellow headlights. And the first thing that I saw were yellow headlights, and I immediately went right. But if it wasn't for our spotter, that would have probably ended our race right there. Bam. Ooh, hey, okay, your spotter's name is? Brian Robson. Brian saved, saved the race. And we, and we also had uh, Jason Burgess up there all night. Brian and Jason, bam! Jordan, congrats, man. It's, uh, again, regardless of how you want it, damn it, you are the 2019 Rolex 24-hour champion. Yeah, thank you. I'll always have that Rolex to look at and, uh, and remember. Yeah, it is. When you pick up Fonz tomorrow, will you give him the watch? I might have to get this one sized for him. You might want it. <laughs> right around that point. We'll be talking to you throughout the year, buddy. All right. Thanks for having me on. Crasher, do you care to share with the Freak Nation who Fonz is? You kept bringing up Fonz. Fonz is, of course, Jordan Taylor's dog. He brought up Fonz a couple of times, and folks are wondering, who the hell is Fonz? Fonz is his dog, right? Yes. Gorgeous dog, who was not at the racetrack this weekend. He was at doggy daycare. Mm. So, yes, he will pick up Fonz tomorrow. And Jordan Taylor's alter ego, his name is? Rodney Sandstorm. Yeah. Does he still bring out Sandstorm every now and then, Stad, or Crash? Yes. Oh, yes. All over Instagram. If you follow Jordan Taylor on Instagram, Rodney's there at least once a week. Stat man, would you like to have some whiskey or some Hennessy with his alter ego? (laughs) Hmm. I don't think so. I'd, I'd have I'd have some uh, cognac with Fonz though. Fonz is world world class cool. Yes. That's an incredibly cool dog with just stunning personality. Coming up in moments, your stat man scat a little bit more on your Daytona 24 hour. And again, we've got to have the discussion. Every other series out there, they call a race when there's just too much damn rain. I understand the significance of a 24-hour race and so forth. Curious if there was ever any discussion. Because it was an S show. It was an S show. It's it's like, well, we'll get into it. Your Statman Scad coming up. Also, Jay Fry, president of IndyCar. It's all coming up. Speed Freaks. Sunday night, Lucas Oil Studios. Of course, there was disappointment in this camp 
at the way the Rolex 24 ended being called in the rain. I can imagine there were only four teams really happy with the decision from IMSA to call the race after two long red flag periods to wait out the storm. Obviously, those teams were the class winners who inherited the victories. As a fan at home, though, there was also some disappointment at the way the 24-hour race was handled by NBC Sports. Half the time, I couldn't find the broadcast anywhere on my web-enabled television. At least Fox Sports would parcel out the mid-race programming to any of several cable or internet streaming services, but you could watch the race almost from flag to flag somewhere. That wasn't the case with NBC, though, at least not for me. Maybe I just didn't have the latest information, but isn't that the point? How do you build an audience if the audience can't find the show? Here's hoping the upcoming season will be a little more visible. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads, pain. If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, and guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain Hey, it makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call toll-free, 1-800-428-1570. 1-800-428-1570. You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. 1-800-428-1570. The Health Alert Hotline, 1-800-428-1570. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 
Once again, that's 800-932-5517. It wasn't a hailstorm, like the name of this band, but might as well have been. Talking about the day 2024 hour, Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for being a part of this. Do yourself a favor and your family a favor. Go to lucasoil.com to find every product from the inside of your car to the outside. Carburetor cleaner, a little bit of shine, and, of course, the greatest synthetic oil on the planet. You go to lucasoil.com and they do it in drag racing. They do it in stock cars. They do it in any car if they need to. Statman, why can't they pull the trigger on the day 2024 hour when it was just a wet mess for the for the majority of that race? I understand logistics, but it was just it, the view, you even said in your Statman scat viewing, watching this rainy 24 hours just miserable. And again, trying to watch that live there in the middle of that uh, Daytona International Speedway. Why the hell couldn't they have pulled it and moved it to tomorrow? You can't have a Rolex 24 if it's only 15 hours long, one. And two, if there's drivers that have to catch planes to go back to Europe and South America and Australia, Asia, uh, it's just too much logistics to keep everybody there an extra day. I mean, it's different if you have to go back to Indianapolis or Des Moines or Austin but if you have to go back to uh, Moscow or Paris or Melbourne or uh, Brazil or Rio or, you know, any of 15 other places around the world, you just can't do that at the drop of a hat. I mean, I know drivers were complaining about how bad the conditions were and why were they racing in such bad conditions because there was just no grip. And like Jordan just told us, there was puddling everywhere and you were aquaplaning and you just couldn't get your car down on where the rubber meets the road. But, Kenny, what else could they do? Like Statman's saying, it is the Rolex 24 hours. It's been red flagged, though not much, in the past. Mm -hmm. You go through yellow flags. What else could be done? If you've raced 14 hours and 30 seconds, then postpone it until the freaking sun comes out and dries up the track. But did you see the weather map? It was nothing but torrential rain for the entire Sunday once it began. So there's... There was no postponing it. And like Statman said, you're not going to have hundreds of people that have to go out of country just hours afterward. You're, you're just not going to so, do that. So we're treating it like some backwoods Saturday night race. This is the Daytona 24-hour. This is no, prestigious. Why can't, they, why can't you make schedule changes? I mean, they, they do it all the time with other races. Well, number one, they did know that there was it was going to be raining. They had uh, forecasted, uh, looked at apps and weather.com and so forth. So they knew it was going to rain it rains every year at the rolex 24 for a couple hours or something and sometimes they drive through it sometimes they have to stop and wait till you get better grip or something on the roadway but the weather's changing Uh, it's and these storms 
are probably going to be more frequent now with the race. And the only way you're going to get around that is maybe move the Rolex 24 from uh, uh, January to July or June. I mean, it's things are changing. The other issue is, and this is part of the personality of the race at this time of the year, night seems to go on for 26 hours as opposed to June where the days are longer and the night at the Le Mans 24 hour might be only six hours long. And really at, at Daytona, it's uh, probably about 10 hours long. So these are just the personalities of the race. Uh, like you in Monaco, you race on narrow streets. At Indy, uh, you know, you got crowds and it's crowded. Uh, so races have personalities, and that's part of the Daytona personality is rain and, and uh, you know, strange conditions. Look into my eyes. How much – and it probably had a lot – okay, it had a lot to do with the fact that we weren't there this year. But I'm not going to I'm not going to spend time away from my daughter getting work done watching dudes go 50 miles an hour in a track where you can go 200. That just that just and especially if we, I know we're going to get into this conversation with the next hour about attracting the the youth the youths into motorsports. Hey, look at these kids. Bam. Red, red, park it, red puddles. Hey, we got no green, okay. Uh, coming up next his name is Jay Fry, IndyCar Series president some hard questions for him and curious if if it's finally on the table let's get indycar with nascar or indycar with nhra for a big motorsports weekend we ask him coming up speed freak spitz lucas oil studios speed freaks motorsports radio redefined Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. What's up? It's Kenny Sargent. For my motorsports fix, bam, I turn it on MAV-TV. MAV-TV, a network loaded with car and motorcycle shows, motorsports events, and exclusive automotive reality shows like Full Custom, Wrench Wars. What about drag boats? They got them. Off-road, sprint cars, pro pulling league, motocross, they're all on MAV-TV. It's the answer for those jonesing looking for some automotive action. Don't get MAV-TV? Call your local provider and get it. Check them out at MAVTV.com on Twitter and Facebook. MAV-TV is motorsports. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks. If someone's cooking burgers, I want a unique flavor. And there's only one that truly hits the spot. Bubba Burgers Jalapeno or Sweet Onion Burgers. And it's straight from your local grocery store. There's even reduced fat and turkey Bubba Burgers. How about an Angus Bubba Burger? Basically, there's not a better burger to throw on the grill for your weekend parties than a tasty, juicy mouthful of Bubba Burger. Again, available in your grocery store. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire's wide variety of tires for whatever it is that you drive. 
Whether you're looking for off-road capability balanced with impressive on-road performance or ultra-high performance offering all-season traction designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has what you need to get where you're going. General Tire, proving anywhere is possible with Speed Freaks since 2001. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative, funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com. And get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. We know you follow us on Twitter at SpeedFreaks, SpeedFreaks.tv. You can take us anywhere with your iHeartRadio app, affiliates across the country, SiriusXM Satellite Radio. Man, we're everywhere. Radio.com, tune in. Uh, you can certainly um, stumble on the Freak Nation even if you don't intend to. His name is Jay Fry, president of IndyCar, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And you were in that that uh, pre-wet fest in Daytona for the 24-hour. We understand that you're back in Indianapolis. You're, you're not there. You're not in Daytona anymore. But when you show no, no. when you show up, Jay, at a race like that, is it you just doing some some glad handing, for the lack of a better word, with your IndyCar drivers that are in the Daytona 24 hour race? Well, it's a mix, right? For for well, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Guys. Sure. It, um, for an event like that, it's a mix. There's there's people from NASCAR, there's for IndyCar, there's you know sports cars, all different um, genres of motorsports throughout the world. So it's always good to go. Um, always have some meetings set up before I get there. It's good to get around and see everybody. So it's kind of a little bit of both. Uh, always checking with our guys and uh, see how they're doing. Um, but it's really it's great a great way to kind of uh, reconnect, you know, after a long, a long off-season um, with everybody in the industry. Jay, Fye, Jay Fry, president of IndyCar, joining us here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. We had Mark Miles in last week, and a number of things that we asked him about. It's some things that we could probably ask you, but with – IMSA sports car series starting the end of January. Granted, we saw the weather didn't cooperate this time, but is it in your sights to get IndyCar off sooner than it is in March at this point? Yeah, well, absolutely. I'm not sure Mark talked a lot about that. The goal's always been to start the season the week after the Super Bowl, so mm-hmm. um, that would be a couple weeks from now. Uh, we tried to do part of that. You know, in Phoenix, there we had the open test um, about that same window. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to go to uh, Coda for our open test on the 12th and 13th of February. So we kind of have an open test does is almost like an event because you come in, everybody, you know, the, the entire paddock is there. Um, we bring timings. We, you know, it's just like a race. So that's really our kickoff. But it would certainly be great to have a 
a real points-paying race, you know, much earlier in the season than we currently do. Jay Fry, president of IndyCar, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And I guess my question would be, why wait until after the Super Bowl? I know way back when, when it was IRL, they kicked off in Disney and in Orlando in January. But what I've noticed, at least from being on the media side of things, since we started Speed Freaks in the year 2000, is that that month of January is all Supercross. But people are dying for some four-wheel stuff as well, so much so that you see the enthusiasm by the time the 24 hours of Daytona rolls around. Why not take something maybe the second week of January? Yeah, well, it's certainly possible. Um, I'm a, you know, I like to race and race a lot. <laughs> so it's, it's off-season, it's to the point. It's really, it's funny, when off-season, um, it's more chaotic than the season. Once we start racing, we get on our routine. You know, it's the same every week. We do, you know, we go to our procedures uh in the off season you're so busy getting ready for the next season and and you know the year after that and year after that so it's the off season is extremely chaotic a lot of times people ask you know they think we're all on vacation over this whole off season and that's absolutely not the case um so yeah it certainly that would be possible and that's a good idea i think part of it's just um that time of the year you know there's a lot there's not a lot of places you can go um <laughs> just because of the weather so that always comes into play and then um you know, once you get into February and March, things start to, to get better, different places. So, that, you know, there's always consideration to go early. The week after the Super Bowl is always kind of lined up um, to kick off after football season ends. Um, but, you know, there's there could always be something possible in that time frame for sure. Jay Fry, you talk about responsibilities and routines in season and then out of season. You jumped up a lot in this out of season, kind of taking over marketing and communications, whereas before you were competition and operations. So with your new role as president, how can we better get IndyCar out in the marketing atmosphere to get IndyCar as more of a household name, kind of like NASCAR is? Well, I think um, you know, probably what I was doing before was kind of, I always looked at it like inside the lines, you know, inside the paddock. And with my history, I've done, you know, on the team side or, or different things, um, marketing and communications has always been part of that. I was the, uh, the chief revenue officer at Holman before I took this position. So we've always been involved in a little bit of everything, and our group is small now. So we're, you know, um, we were all doing kind of different things anyway, so we're to this point. But my, I'm a big believer in um I think there's a lot of motorsports fans out there. They might not necessarily be IndyCar fans, but they're motorsports fans. So one of the things that we really want to do is look more um, grassroots type stuff. Um, again, it's, I think it's easier to convert or not convert. You don't want to convert them. <laughs> um, you want to convince them that, that to come see an IndyCar event. If they're already a motorsports fan, they might be a, a different um, kind of motorsports fan. But I think they would be the easiest ones for to, to come sample our events. And I think once they sample our events, they will really like it. Uh, you see a lot of places we go where there's different kinds of motorsports. And, and again, there's, there's, there's lots of motorsports fans out there that might not necessarily be IndyCar fans, but we want to make sure that they get a chance to come see us. At the end of 2018, there was a press release that came out about how ESPN2 is no longer the number two sports network in the country, thanks to networks like Fox Sports 1 and NBC Sports. Of course, NBC Sports being huge with IndyCar. NBC Sports in their in their article about that said yes we credit nascar and the nhl for our ratings rise and i thought oh man here we go again indycar getting the shaft well i think if you, you looked during the uh the nfl playoffs um we've certainly been involved in a lot of things they're doing i think the continuity um is going to be really great for us we're on the nbc networks you know exclusively this year 
Um, we're on um, last year. We are we are on five network events. This year we'll be on eight. So half of our races are on network events. So I think um, I think once you know again we get in a rhythm. Uh, again, this is all you know kind of new for them, and, and um, you know we had the same broadcast partner ABC for 54 years at the 500. So this is a, it's a really big event, and NBC's wanting to package it in their their championship weeks or championship events. So I think that we're we're really excited about their, what they're doing already. We're really excited about their plans going forward. Um, I think it'll be a I think it'll hopefully we'll open some eyes by the end of the season. Jay Fry is the president of IndyCar. Jay, how many people, especially the NBC crews, were there in Daytona trying to get a head start on the stories surrounding Fernando Alonso at the Indy 500? Well, they had a bunch, right? The, the NBC broadcaster, NBC sports broadcast, they had their NASCAR team, their IndyCar team, their IMSA team. Um, so it was pretty cool the way they did it. They you know, did a, you know, basically a 24-hour broadcast, which was <laughs> um, pretty exciting and outstanding that they did that. So there was a lot of um, – there's been a lot of pre-planning. The pre-planning for the 500 and for our season has been going on for some time. Um, again, I, I think they're going to have a very fresh, different approach. And what's good about this is that they, we were already partners with them, right, last year for well over half the season. So we already know them. We know how they operate. Uh, again, I think just for our fans, it's going to be easier for their, them to understand what we're on and when we're on. Um, you know, it's consistent and exclusive on one network. That would be a big help to our fans. Jay Fry is the president of IndyCar. We all look forward to the final race of the season at WeatherTech Raceway, the old Laguna Seca. Any changes IndyCar has in mind for the track? And that's not necessarily changes to, to the course. It's more changes, uh, a lot of safety updates they're doing, a lot of initiatives that they're doing that we, um, requirements that we have, they've been outstanding, um, they're working on now. Uh, we have a huge group of cars going out there on the 8th, February, um, February 8th, hmm. um, which is, will be one of uh, the teams that have team tests, and sometimes the teams kind of get together and they all kind of go to the same place. And again, like we talked earlier, a lot of that's weather-related, so... That fits in a nice window on the weather, so I think we got 22, 23 cars going out there on February 8th. Um, that'll give us a good indication of where they're at now. And then, you know, again, there's more things that we're um, asking them to do between the 8th and then we go race there down the season. So they've been really great to deal with. We're really excited about that. We're excited about Coda. Um, you know, we think that the schedule has um, really worked out well this year going into this season. Um, so uh, quite excited about the whole program. Damn it! Why didn't Phoenix work out? Um, I don't know. We we tried, and you know, <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Uh, they tried, and I still think it can, right? I mean, I mean we you know, we did the open test every year. Um, we did a lot of promotion. You know, Brian when he was did a lot of great things. The whole team out there is incredible to work with. Um, I, I I just think that the reintroduction probably was going to take a little longer than we thought and what they thought. And um, they had the, the all the new facility upgrades being done, and I think there was just kind of a where it was kind of a timeout because of all that stuff going on at the, you know at the same time. So I never say never. We love Phoenix, love the racetrack. Um, I think that this uh, this new aero kit that we have would race really well there. Um, so it's we're, you know, we're excited about that, or, or the, the next version of, or hmm. the year two of the, the new kit would race really well. So yeah, I never say never. 
Jay Fry, you're the president of IndyCar. For years here at Speed Freaks, we've had the idea of maybe combining an NHRA weekend with an IndyCar weekend at a single track like Sonoma or Charlotte. Is that something the IndyCar would consider of combining a weekend with the NHRA at a single track? Um, I think so. I, I, I'm I was, I'm very excited about the prospect of doing something like that. And actually, Brian and I talked a lot about that at Phoenix, where we would come in and do a weekend, and, and you know, Windy Car would run Saturday night, and the Cup cars would run on Sunday. So there's a little, you know, we're the, hmm. you know, under lights, and they're during the day, and there's a lot of ways we could do it. And there were some hurdles probably in the past that aren't there, and the hurdles being um, when they had Sprint Nextel as a sponsor, and we had Verizon as a sponsor. There's you know, things like that that were. Or could be a hurdle, which they, they are not now. So, um, yeah, I, I think why not? Right, you got to really look outside the box. I think it would be a really cool thing to have a you know a massive American Motorsports Weekend right. you know, someplace, and you know we all are there that type of thing. And I think it would be a very good thing. So, we're certainly open to it. Well, Jay Fry, your time with NASCAR and of course now with IndyCar, I mean, the hurdles were more than just sponsorships. Do you think some of the people involved that just never wanted to see that happen, whether it was the NASCAR side or the IndyCar side, do you think that they've softened or at least they're done with those thoughts so that, yeah, we can entertain something that could be so exciting? The campers at Phoenix would love something yeah. one night on Saturday yeah. and then all the way on Sunday. And it's it's right. We are the same family. It's racing. We're competing with the NFL. We need each other. Yeah. Well, I certainly feel that way. And, and there's been none of that since I've been here. So cool. it, it's been very collaborative. They're good friends. Um, we deal with them all the time, you know, either whether it's NASCAR or IMSA or the NHRA or whomever. Um, so I think we're all looking, you know, in a, in a different approach. And even think of with NASCAR now that, you know, half their season's on NBC and our entire season's on NBC. There's lots of things you can do with the broadcast partner that makes sense. So who knows? Again, you just got to really look outside the box. And, um, you know, again, getting back to Phoenix, which I, when I said that, obviously we raced the new car there last year, which it did a, we thought it was really a much more competitive event. And then we thought going into this season it would have been even a more competitive event. So I'm sorry I jumped around there, but I wanted to make sure that <laughs> the Phoenix fans knew we were working on this car to make it even better at Phoenix. Yeah, we get it, man. All and, good, yeah. <laughs> uh, you got big supporters here in the Freak Nation. We appreciate the series, appreciate the – the activity on the on the track and really the drivers and their personalities and and frankly opening the doors to us for so many years we've enjoyed it man yeah well thank you guys again we've you know last year so we had 25 cars and eight rookies and a lot of that's coming into this season four new teams we got another new team coming in this season um or really maybe two um one maybe the following season so we're on a really nice path you know we're, we feel really that we've created this five-year plan and and We've got a great paddock that was part of the plan, and uh, we just really feel good about our tra- trajectory. Mm. And um, it's been a lot of people's really hard work, but and there's long, you know, there's a lot more work to do, but we feel, we feel good about where we're at. Yeah, for people that may remember, I mean, my heyday with IndyCar was the 90s, and I remember the Walter Paytons or the Joe Montanas being around the paddock. Guys, now we've got a Steinbrenner in the paddock. So, yeah, right. those, those sorts of name recognition things are coming back, and that's kudos yeah. to you guys. Yeah, it's very, it's really exciting. Again, when 16, we started working on this plan. We wore out talking about this five-year plan. But uh, in 16, we, we worked on it, and it took about the entire year to put it together. And the OEMs were, our Chevrolet and Honda were involved. All the teams were involved, um, engineers, manufacturers, race promoters, 
um, owners, and we came out with this plan. And the plan was, you know, to, to um, sort out the economics of the racing, uh, get our identity back with this new car, um, uh, you know, recruit new teams to come in. And it really, um, it succeeded our expectations even at this point because, again, we had four new teams last year. We got another one this year. And there's two or three more coming over the course of the next two years. So um, if you just look at the growth based on car count, um, you know, things are going well. So that's good. It's awesome. Jay Fry, president of IndyCar, joining us here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. Jay, thanks for doing this. We'll see you soon, man. It's awesome. And thank you guys for everything. We appreciate it. You bet. Absolutely. Thanks. You know, Statman, when you have a series like IndyCar that, I mean, there are some races where it is absolute bonkers. And I mean, not just on the track, but in the stands. But there are a number of races where you look up in the stands. Phoenix not being one of them because they're no longer part of that. It's, there's just, is there a magic pill? (laughs) Yeah, well. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's called ethanol no i just don't in cellulose and i understand packaging. we got about a minute and a half how jay has to take the high road and talk about all the the advantages that indycar has this and that and it's a wonderful series and fans and arrow it's just man we are in such an interesting time stat to for motorsports and trying to segue into a younger audience it's going to be very hard, especially like last night when the, you're trying to watch a big race with drivers from all over the world and a lot of fun and the race disappears for four hours and you got to pay to watch it here and pay to watch it there and pay to use somebody's app. And you know, just after a while, I mean, it, it, kids just aren't interested in that. If they can get free entertainment, they'll get free entertainment. Yeah, our attention span, and I thought my attention span was fairly uh, reasonable up until I had a five-year-old. It's Daddy finished eating early. Daddy finished walking first. Daddy finished up the stairs first. Like, man, slow down, bro. <laughs> Coming up next hour, <laughs> Brian, Brian Lone, the new NHRA Fox Sports announcer, and... Kyle Chisholm, Supercross star, will be joining us. Lucas Oil Studios. Big second hour coming up. Speed Freaks Pitch and Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the video game review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue 
Lugu a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Are you still on the sidelines when you could be getting big pay to play? It's playoff season leading up to the big game, and there's no better time to place your bet than right now. When you do, be sure you're betting with the best. Bet DSI, one of the most reliable online sports books. NFL, NCAA, UFC, NBA, and more. Bet DSI has super quick payouts and bonuses. And there's even a live feature that allows you to watch your team before you even bet. Now, for a limited time, they'll match any deposit you make up to $1,000. Play big. Win big. Join the winning team. Sign up at BetDSI.com using promo code SCORE101. You'll more than double your bet. Don't leave money on the table. Log on to BetDSI.com and use our code SCORE101. That's B-E-T-D-S-I dot com. Use code SCORE 101. Do it today. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Another big second hour of Speed Freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios. His name is Brian Lone, the new announcer for NHRA's Fox Sports coverage, Fox Sports 1 coverage, teaming up with Tony Pedregon. I don't know what happened to Dave Reef. Dave Reef is gone. But uh, Brian Lone, the new announcer for NHRA and their Mellow Yellow coverage, will be joining us at about 12 after the hour. Loans. Loans. Got it. L-O-H-N-E-S. And Kyle Chisholm, the 31, 31 years old, still riding Supercross. Uh, and if that's not enough, Chad Reed at 36 years old <laughs> running in Supercross. Yes, that is all considered old for yeah. Supercross. Kyle Chisholm Ooh. will be joining us here in the Freak Nation coming up at about 40 past the hour. Statman Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, thank you guys for hanging out. We see you on Twitter at Speed Freaks. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Last hour, Jay Fry, IndyCar Series president, was in here. And your Daytona 24-hour winner, Jordan Taylor, joined us from a soggy, wet Florida. It's just wet. Did he say, before we got him on air, 
did he say he was already home? Yeah. So that that's awesome. At least he can climb into his own warm bed tonight and not have to worry about the hotel or just being cold and wet and disgusting. Yeah, he's home. He's home. Let me drop something in here real quick. I don't know what you had going, Kenny, but I'm going to interrupt you. Uh, if we talked about young people getting involved in motorsports, and then we talked about Supercross, where young people are getting involved in, in motorsports. And the one thing that's different about Supercross than all the other motorsports that we have is that it's short, it happens, it's over, uh, there's music, there's lasers, there's Mike LaRocco. <laughs> All in one night. You say it's it's all short, it's night. over, it's all one night. Yeah. It's all one night. You show up at the uh, stadium or at the arena, and maybe at 5 o'clock, by 10 o'clock, you're going home. Uh, and, it, you know, that it's inexpensive. You're not paying $190 for a ticket, and your, your parents can go. They can take you and introduce you to something. None of that is happening in the other motorsports that are having trouble getting uh, young people to be involved. I wonder why. You look at an IndyCar race at Texas Motor Speedway, or regardless, anywhere, it, it can go from two and a half to three hours, and it the only time it stops, Crasher, is an accident or pits, you know, yellow, something like that, unlike Supercross. You have your heat races where there's downtime, and then you could get some thumping music and get the crowd involved. Things Go just buy seem... some food. You can talk yeah. to people. You can, you know, it's a, it's interesting whether you like motorcycles or not. But it, it the, the chips just fell into, ah, they didn't just fall into place, but it, it just to attract younger families, I. I can't go go a show without talking about our five-year-old daughter, but when she gets to bed late, I mean, late for her is between 9 and 10. That's late. Oh, yeah. And it, it doesn't happen often, but when she d- does get to bed late, the next day she's about 75%. Now, when you have a 10, 11, 12-year-old, I understand it's, it's a little bit easier, but you're going to hold them up for a night like that, and there's not going to be a, much time for them to get tired <laughs> at a Supercross race. It's just advantageous for a 35-year-old mom and dad to take a 12-year-old, 10-year-old to a Supercross race versus all day at the NHRA. I get it, but really, you want to get there at 11 a.m. for opening or 10 a.m. for opening ceremonies, and then stay till 4:30 and 5. And NASCAR, IndyCar. I don't. I don't know what you do in these the other sun series. all day and it, and Supercross. What you just said, they're knocked out the next day. So why don't you hug the race on Saturday, like Supercross, and they get Sunday to recoup before they go back to school or go to uh, wherever they're going to go on Monday. They could play and play video games. I mean, it's <laughs> look at Supercross, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Wow. We're going to reset with some affiliates and get back with Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes from the Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. Promise to suck less. Speed 
Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. Rejoining a number of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. How you doing, man? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Second hour is a big one. Brian Loans, the new announcer for the NHRA Mellow Yellow Fox Sports 1 coverage. He'll be in here. Kyle Chisholm, Supercross star, grabbed himself a top 20 as an old man in Oakland last night. He'll be here coming up about 40 past the hour. This segment brought to you by our friends at General Tire. You go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com to grab yourself the information you need to put on some big old fat tires on that truck of yours. You go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? All right. The 24 hours of Daytona. Hey, it started off well. But they did know that weather was coming, a lot of it, too. 15 hours of really good hard racing, and then the temperatures got really cold, and the last nine hours were just disgustingly soaked. Bleh. Yes, that's an official word. Bleh. (laughs) The race was called on a red flag, and this was the first time in the race's history that it was stopped twice because of a red flag. Yes, that's how bad the racing conditions were. Zero grip left, puddles all over the racetrack. And like you just heard from Jordan Taylor, winner of the 24 Hours of Daytona, he just said cars are aquaplaning everywhere. There was no way to race. Since it was called, though, hey, we still got class winners. The overall winner, you just heard from him last hour, Jordan Taylor, Fernando Alonso, Renger Vanderzandi, and Kamui Kobayashi driving in the Wayne Taylor Racing Cadillac. Yeah, those guys, regardless of the race being called, and lots of yellow flag laps, they were still the class of the field. In the LMP2 class, it was Pastor Maldonado, Sebastian Saavedra, Ryan Cullen, and Roberto Gonzalez driving their Dragon Speed Oreca to the Rolex watches. In the GTLM class, rookie Colton Herta got himself a Rolex, along with teammates Augusto Farfus, Connor DeFilippe, and Philip Eng, driving for the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan team with BMW. In the GTD class, Winners were Mirko Bortolotti, Christian Engelhart, Rick Brookers, and Rolf Inachin driving the Lamborghini for Grasser Racing. That a girl. Supercross was in Oakland overnight, and I think now it's safe to say Cooper Webb is the real deal. We might also be in the midst of a rider movement of sorts because we're starting to get a change of the guard. The podium was 1-2-3 KTM, the first time in the history of Supercross that that has happened. Cooper Webb on the top spot, Marvin Muskin second, Blake Baggett third. In your 250s, his second one of the year, it was Adam Sion. Ha, there I screw up, Sion Carullo. <laughs> Coming up, Brian Lones, NHRA announcer for Fox Sports 1. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. For over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, and your anywhere. From the aggressive all-terrain performance of the new Grabber ATX to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APT, General Tire's balance excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. General Tire, helping to keep speed freaks on the road since 2001. 
Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. What's up? It's Kenny Sargent. For my motorsports fix, bam, I turn it on MAV-TV. MAV-TV, a network loaded with car and motorcycle shows, motorsports events, and exclusive automotive reality shows like Full Custom, Wrench Wars. What about drag boats? They got them. Off-road, sprint cars, pro pulling league, motocross, they're all on MAV-TV. It's the answer for those jonesing looking for some automotive action. Don't get MAV-TV? Call your local provider and get it. Check them out at MAVTV.com on Twitter and Facebook. MAV-TV is motorsports introducing lucas oil racing tv your exclusive unlimited 24 7 motorsports app now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime anywhere get the finest in grassroots racing national events live coverage behind the scenes action and interviews you won't see anywhere else there's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports biggest names like dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing for more information visit lucasoilracing.tv lucas oil racing tv Grab it and hold on tight. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative, funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com. Dot com and get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks, the website, speedfreaks.tv. You can take us anywhere, man. Your iHeartRadio app, Sports Byline, Sirius XM Radio, and, of course, radio affiliates across the country. Thank you guys for hanging out. Lucas Oil Studios. Brian Lone's joining us here in the Freak Nation. You may or may not know that name. He's taking over the reins with a friend of the Freak Nation, Tony Pedregon, calling the races for NHRA 2019. He's joining us here in the Freak Nation. And, you were spending some time in Bradenton, Bradenton, Florida, trying to call a drag race. Uh, can you just leave that GDAM rain in Florida, bro? Yeah, I forgot my I forgot my uh, my scuba gear, which was a mistake because it's uh, <laughs> it's coming down like cats and dogs. So we had a I guess I had a day off with today, which was kind of nice. But yeah, man, it's the one that you know. What do they say? Misery is not uh, misery is misery is a wet racetrack, and that's exactly what we have here today. <laughs> All Brian, up and down the state. God. It, it's just again, we saw what happened with Rolex. I probably have had more racing in my car parked in the driveway all day today than they did at Rolex Twenty Four. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. They, yeah. uh, well, they're down here too, so they got it just as bad as we did. Like yeah. the whole state is under a huge storm, so anybody trying to do anything with a hot car uh, this weekend is in trouble. Ryan Loans now with NHRA 2019, calling the races for the NHRA Big Boy Series and. 
Brian, Tony Pedregon's been a part of the Freak Nation since we've been around, and that's that's almost 20 years. Working with a you know a championship driver like that, a former team owner, and the guy with such knowledge of how to pilot a, a race car, what is it that was the attraction for NHRA to bring you in to partner up with Tony? Well, I think first off, it's my rugged handsomeness. Man, uh, <laughs> that a boy. Uh, you know, I think for me, it's I've worked with NHRA now since uh, 2013 as an event announcer. So I've been on the announcing staff for the national events uh, since the 20. I'm sorry, since the 2014 season. And through that time, I've kind of gone and started doing more on the television side. So we have some programming for a pro mod class. I was hosting that show with Bruno Massel. Um, we have some Lucas Oil programming that I was hosting. Uh, I was a fill-in guy for that with uh, with Alan Reinhardt and Bruno. So, you know, it's kind of been an evolutionary process. And, um, you know, I've been around drag racing my whole life, uh, you know, my whole life, you know, when I was able to escape the, you know, the confines of my parents and stuff. But I've been an announcer since I was 18 at different drag strips. And, um, yeah, I, I guess it's my experience in the sport that uh, they found appealing and the fact that, uh you know, I really do love the the sport with uh, with all my heart and soul. So I'm not a guy that uh, was an indie car guy that got a drag racing job, or a guy that was a stock car guy that got a drag racing job. I'm I'm a drag racing guy. Well, let's talk a little bit about you bring up IndyCar. So almost immediately, I think of the Graham Rahal Courtney Force connection, and that's one of the big stories coming from this off season. The fact that Courtney Force is not going to be in the driver's seat for 2019 and, and many, many years to come. I never saw the, the word retirement, but some are calling it an actual retirement. How do you guys address a story like that going into Pomona? You know, I think for us, it's, uh, you know, it's important to address it. Obviously, you know, uh, she has her personal reasons for wanting to step away from the seat. And um, I'm glad that Brittany's uh, going to continue on as a top fuel racer. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, there's good and bad to everything. Obviously, you know, Courtney is a great ambassador for drag racing and for, for the NHRA. Um, I believe she's going to have some cursory involvement with the team still. I don't know what that's going to be, but uh, we will miss her behind the seat or behind the wheel of a race car. Um, I do understand that the, the force team is not going to replace her in that car. They're going to park that car for the year and the advanced auto parts uh, sponsorship will go to Brittany's top fuel race, uh, top fuel dragster. So, uh, it's a tough thing, uh, and, you know, it's not necessarily a positive story when, when a great uh, young star decides to retire, but at the same time, if she's going to continue to, you know, be a part of the sport and have a role kind of outside the seat, then that's a good thing. And her influence in the sport, I think, is pretty interesting because, you know, she's the winningest female funny car racer, but her role, I think, overall, when we look back at her career, she was really the first driver that came into drag racing however many years ago now, 10 or 12, when she started running the sportsman stuff with a huge social media push. And she drove a lot of teams and a lot of other racers to get on board with, with social media and uh, kind of increasing their presence that maybe wouldn't have if she hadn't come in the way she did. So um, I think when we look back at Courtney Force's career as a driver, I think we're going to pay a lot of attention to what her role was as kind of to, to push the sport of NHRA drag racing ahead in the, in the social media sense. We're talking with Brian Loans, who will be the NHRA's new announcer with Tony Pedregon this season. Brian, there's one thing that NASCAR, IndyCar, and the NHRA all have in common. That's apparent failure to attract in enough numbers the younger generation, younger people, to replace the older fans who are falling off the back of the grandstands. Does the NHRA have any new initiatives to attract younger people into the fold starting this year? Yeah, you're going to see some. You're going to see some neat initiatives uh, from NHRA this season. Uh, one of the big ones is called Speed for All, and it's 
going to be kind of the overriding campaign of our year and how you know how the NHRA is really kind of a, a wide open motorsport for anybody who wants to race you know their mom's uh, minivan that they're telling their parents they're taking to a movie <laughs> on a Wednesday night instead of going to the test of tune uh, or somebody who wants to build a hot rod and come to the track so for us uh, I think a big message is is the fact that you don't need to have a, a gazillion dollars in the bank to come out and have fun at the drag strip and I think the other thing that uh, you're going to see a lot more of over the course of the season is us talking really a lot more um, genuinely, personally about the drivers, who the personalities are to help our fans connect uh, maybe a little better than we have in the past with, with who the actual people are. We, we spend a lot of time talking about the cars because they're incredible and there's a lot of engineering and really neat technology used there. But at the end of the day, people are coming to the, coming to sit in the grandstands to root for drivers and, you know, it's something NASCAR has been really good at over the years and something we're working to be better at, which is, you know, really highlighting the unique people that are part of our sport, which luckily for us, we have a huge youth movement going on right now. So we have a lot of drivers that should be connecting with younger uh, with younger fans. That's been a problem for all motorsports, focusing on the technology. NHRA is big at that, focusing on the technology instead of the driver inside that car who's trying to control a 10,000-horsepower monster that could do damage if it's left to its own devices. Yeah, it really is. I think it's, it's a couple different things. It's imperative to talk in that sense, and it's also imperative that we really educate fans that I don't, you know, I think a lot of our fans don't really have an appreciation for the fact that you know, this is a full-time occupation for anybody involved with one of those cars. Like, the guys in the team don't roll into the track on Thursday, pull the thing out of the trailer, and then go fishing on Monday. Like, they got to go back to the shop. They're working 24 hours a day practically most of the time through the season. They're hauling the thing all over the country. So I think uh, we got to do a better job. And, and another thing, too, is, like, you know, we look at crew chiefs so often, and, and the crew chiefs are the coaches of these teams. They're managers. They're leaders. They have to deal with – not only the race car, but they got to deal with the personalities and, and the, the guys and girls that are tuning on this stuff. So, you know, NFL really knocked it out of the park with their, their hard knock show a few years ago where they took people inside, like, training camp and stuff. And it was it was the, 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 the really kind of most basic level of reality TV where they just put, like, hidden cameras everywhere so you could see what happened. And, you know, not necessarily we're going to do anything like that this year with NHRA, but it's kind of the, the kind of storytelling I think all, a lot of us want to get towards where we're – really being informative and showing people that there's a lot of depth to what's going on out here, and it doesn't just end on Sunday afternoon. Brian Lones joining us here in the Freak Nation, and you say you may not have cameras around as much as like a hard knocks, but at the same time, I noticed on your Twitter feed, you did just make a visit with Greg Anderson and Jason Lyons, so already you've got some stuff in the bag of behind the scenes and storytelling. Can you give us a little glimpse into what you guys did at their shop? Yeah, that was killer because, uh, you know, KB Racing, um, winning his pro stock team of all time, the guys are unbelievable, and it's also about as locked down as the Kremlin. So uh, when we <laughs> when we approached those guys about being able to visit, I did it almost as a lark because I thought for sure they were going to shoot us down, and they agreed to let us in there. And no one has ever taken a camera inside their pro stock shop before, and I guarantee you it's going to flabbergast people to, to know that these guys are employing, like, 18 to 19 people full-time that work six days a week to support their pro stock team. And they have machining capability that's going to blow people's minds. And, and what actually goes on, they have, they get a stack of tires, man, if it caught fire, it would burn for five years. I mean, they have slicks for days in there. So um, that's something to me that's going to be really cool. That, that stuff I believe is actually going to air the weekend of the Phoenix uh, national event. So um, people should that love pro stock should tune into that because you're going to get a really new appreciation for exactly what goes into running a championship level pro stock team. 
Brian, what's the feeling about the NHRA pro stock schedule this year? Do the pro stock teams and drivers realize that everybody's got to get on the same page to help promote not just pro stock, but the series in general to where possi- social media, yeah, but to where they can get back to where the level of where pro stock is racing every weekend. You know, I think I don't, I don't just want to say yes, because I feel like I should say yes. But I, I say yes because I believe it. And one of the first signs of that was them letting us into their shop. Like Greg and Jason, were among the very few teams that voted against the 18 race season because they were one of the few teams that had uh, the you know level of sponsorship that some of the racing equipment provides to them. So they're as hardcore as they come, and for them to open the doors for us and let us in shows me that they understand that everybody needs to move to an area to help promote themselves. Um, if we look at pro stock from 2018 coming into 2019, if we start looking at teams. We're actually ahead. We lost. Tanner Gray went stock car racing, um, and then Drew Skillman decided that he's going to concentrate on you know, doing uh, some sportsman drag racing this year in his Cobra Jet. So everyone was freaking out that we lost those two teams, but then we started getting the good news where Bo Butner decided to run the full season. Roger Brogdon's coming to run a full season. Uh, Jeff Isabel is going to run a full season. We actually are plus right now number of full-time teams that we were last year so the 18 race season seems to have been the right decision by the nhra management okay one of the last questions i have for you was going to be the shocker that angel sampay is heading over on onto a harley bike on harley davidson but wait a minute no more tanner gray speaking of the youth movement i was looking forward to seeing what that guy would do throughout his nhra career yeah he won the championship last year and he had announced uh, a couple he announced i think it was at the vegas race that uh, and those of us kind of in the know had heard this earlier, but yeah, he is uh, he has joined uh, a NASCAR team and he is racing ARCA and I believe he's racing ARCA this year. And then there's some plans to get him in a truck next year. But he is uh, you know he's he's gone stock car racing with with dreams to uh, hmm. run in the uh, the big series over there in NASCAR. Wow. Brian Loans now part of the NHRA 2019 coverage that you're going to see on Fox. I'm sure this won't be the last time you come here in the Freak Nation. Now, I'm, I'm super excited you guys have me on, man, and I hope uh, I hope I get to come back again. I love it. Let's definitely. We love talking to NHRA. We try to get winners on a- after every race, but sometimes that doesn't always work out. We would love to have you on, as, I mean, as often as we can. If you can't find a winner, you can always call a loser, right. and that's me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, will take, I will field your calls whether you get winners or not. Absolutely. Love to guys. Perfect. Brian, thanks for doing this, buddy. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, it'll be curious how he and Tony do out of the gate with Pomona. Before you know it, it's here. It's it's bonkers. Coming up next, we're going to get into the significance of losing a a woman from drag racing. Not just a woman, but a force. We'll explain. But first, how about your Statman Scat, Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. Of course, there was disappointment in this camp at the way the Rolex 24 ended being called in the rain. I can imagine there were only four teams really happy with the decision from IMSA to call the race after two long red flag periods to wait out the storm. Obviously, those teams were the class winners who inherited the victories. As a fan at home, though, there was also some disappointment at the way the 24-hour race was handled by NBC Sports. Half the time, I couldn't find the broadcast anywhere on my web-enabled television. 
At least Fox Sports would parcel out the mid-race programming to any of several cable or internet streaming services, but you could watch the race almost from flag to flag somewhere. That wasn't the case with NBC, though, at least not for me. Maybe I just didn't have the latest information, but isn't that the point? How do you build an audience if the audience can't find the show? Here's hoping the upcoming season will be a little more visible. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the Sports Talk host. I can talk about all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. Make up your mind Decide to walk with me Around the lake tonight You missed any of the show, go to speedfreaks.tv We'll have it up there for you tomorrow morning 
Bubba Burger, BubbaBurger.com. Dump the wings for your Super Bowl party next weekend and go with Bubba Burger. Jalapeno. Turkey. Vegetarian. 100% Angus all natural. <laughs> Onion infused Bubba I, It's the best. Jalapeno, baby. Bubba Burger. You'll never. But you, you'll never. You'll never buy a better burger from your grocery store than a Bubba. Did you hear our sitter tonight before we left for the show? No. She goes, well, she said to me, you know, thank you for telling me about Bubba Burger. This is an honest-to-God story. You can ask her when we get home. I'm like, oh, really? Why? She goes, well, we bought some today. And we were we decided to have a little bit of a barbecue tonight and cook out some leftovers from the fridge and then do it with Bubba Burgers. They were really delicious. I'm like, yeah, they are. They're very good. I'm glad you liked them. She said, yeah, we'll be doing that again. Statman, you will, uh, anytime we talk Bubba Burger, you just you just reach for napkins. You, you start drooling, don't you? You're not kidding. I was actually <laughs> just thinking about <laughs> cooking some. You must have been here in the studio with me. They're, they're over and above. I mean, before they became a sponsor, I was bragging about these things and how good they were. You remember that. I mean, yeah. they're they're in crowd. I don't know what they put in them. Maybe I don't want to know. But no, there are no additives. That's why they're so good. They they only take the shoulder meat from the cow and it's zero additives. They're very picky about what goes in them. It's it's amazing. Do cows have shoulders? I didn't know that. Whatever. He said shoulder meat when we met with them. And well, I said, okay. Do they, do they wear uh, three-piece and padded shoulders, too? They don't have shoulder pads anymore because even cows know that 80s style is way gone. Bam. Cows cows don't play with the 80s anymore, huh? No, no. They're smart. <laughs> no neon, no shoulder pads. Freak Nation, next week, Jeez. we learned many years ago <laughs> that we don't do live shows on Super Bowl Sunday night. We just don't. No, I mean even NASCAR champions don't talk motorsports. They watch the damn game. So we'll have a best of for you next Sunday night. They'll be back at you for Daytona 500 uh, preview coming up. But real quick before we go into Kyle Chisholm, eh, we're going to break in about four and a half minutes. The significance of Courtney Force leaving the NHRA isn't lost on well us and really what she meant to that to that series she the significance of her popularity it wouldn't be she would not be as popular if she was not a force I'll give you that but she was so good as a funny car driver and a spokesperson for the series that stat crash they're going to miss her. They're going to miss oh, yeah. a young woman, an attractive young woman, well-spoken. The winningest female ever in the funny car class. Damn. Yeah. I, I still I still believe she's going to come back for a couple of one-offs. You can't tell me she's never going to go back into the cockpit at Pomona or at Indy. Come on. Come on. Her sister Ashley never came back. Yeah, but you know, I've also been that... teased that she might somewhere down the road. I think that while I'm sitting here listening to this, and especially listening to Brian Lone's talk in his previous segment, I would bet you that if the NHRA spent some time generating some star drivers, 
like Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, and Tony Stewart, and uh, the other list of drivers that uh, come out of NASCAR, that some of these guys would stick around and women would stick around. It, you look at the last 20 years of the NHRA, you name me one driver who's a star that transcends the sport like Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt other than John Force. That person doesn't exist. Mm-mm. And they've got they and Courtney even was on the cover of uh, ESPN the magazine and their what their when she the the body edition. And they still can't keep her around because instead of talking about Courtney, they're talking about her, her car going 300 miles an hour in less than four seconds. And listening to Brian, they don't have any plans to change that. No, he said specifically they're going to change that. He said that I, well, they, they're going to go into des- the personalities. He didn't describe anything. He didn't. He didn't talk about anything other than going to a shop and looking at the technology in the shop. It's so frustrating because we know these people and what great personalities they have, better personalities than we find in most NASCAR garages, and they still can't sell them. Yeah. I. I'm sorry. I got too involved in that. <laughs> it's just. It's just so frustrating because I have friends, personal friends, who could be massive, but the people are talking about 10,000 horsepower and under four seconds and 330 miles an hour instead of cool dudes who people would like to spend some time with. Two words. Well, three initials. And one word, barbecue and Nelly. That's it. <laughs> right? That's, that's so inside, but that's a thousand percent right. <laughs> <laughs> Many years ago, Statman and I were hanging out in Phoenix with a, a gentleman who's no longer in Funny Car. The last cat that we would expect, he and his was team. A counselor to the president at the time. Yeah. <laughs> we'd be listening to Nelly. But he was, man. Listen to Nelly as we ate some bar. It's just, yeah, Nelly and barbecue. That was another personality that could have gone way far. Yeah. His name is Kyle Chisholm. 31 years old, man. Old man in Supercross. Yeah, that's old. How old is his body? I got beat up pretty good early on in the season. Well, it's still early in the season. Last got him a, got him a t- top 20 in Oakland. He joins us next. Speed Freaks Pistol with Soul Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Now, what if I told you that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is. And it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? Then grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers. All in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba. 
Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. <laughs> this is going really well. Yeah, so I guess you've heard then. What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No, that I'm actually a chess painter. Pirate fans unite! That was not on the profile. So now you've heard. Geico, saving people money on car insurance and now an official partner of Major League Baseball. Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire, they got you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire, they're going to get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with speed freaks since 2001. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. In my shoes, my toes are busted. My kitchen says my bread is molded. I got a good job at the dollar store. One foot in the hole, one foot getting Back with Speed Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios, at Speed Freaks on Twitter, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Statman, and Kyle Chisholm joining us here in the Freak Nation. And, Kyle, you had Oakland last night, but getting back to Anaheim, too. And, you know, frankly, let's go back to the beginning of 2019 season where the, the, the hope was there and the belief that you were going to be a contender out of the gate. What's been the, the, the biggest issue for you outside of what we see of you know contending for that 2019 Supercross championship? Man, uh, there's a lot of really fast guys. If you look at the field, I think there's like 18 or 20 guys that are either past champions or race winners, um, whether it's 250 or 450 class. So, and the field is stacked. There's a ton of fast guys. Um, I had an injury uh, last year. I had knee surgery, so I was off the bike for about five months and only had about a month back on the bike before the season started. So it to be a little bit slow. Uh, coming out of the start of the season. But, you know, I kind of want to just get out there, see where 
build each week and get a little bit better um, race by race. Kyle Chisholm, Supercross superstar, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Kyle, in sports, we like parity because there are, whether it's the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, going into a season, there may be your favorites, but there's always a few dark horses or a few that will contend for that championship. You as a Supercross rider, do you like parity in Supercross? Yeah, like you said, I think it's great for any sport. Um, and this year, as I was just saying, there's so many fast guys. Yeah, I know we say it every year, but the field is just stacked with a lot of talent. Like I said, if you look through the stats, a lot of previous race winners and champions. So I feel like the parity is at an all-time high. If you look at the season so far, there's been so many different winners in both classes. So, uh, man, I think it just it's, it's going to be an exciting season. It's still early. Um, but, man, I'm excited to see how it all plays out and just be up there in the mix every week. Kyle, do you believe, because we've seen some surprises this year, whether it's Cooper Webb or Blake Baggett, do you believe this is one of the most competitive seasons, if not the most competitive in the last 10 years? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like you said, the race winners we've seen so far are not even some of the ones that are expected to be the championship contenders. So those guys haven't even won a race yet. So, man, it's shaping up to to be one of the best seasons that I've done this a long time. And I don't know that I've ever seen it this competitive and this. There's guys that have won races that I wouldn't have ever expected to um, uh, over some of the guys that haven't won races. So, man, it's it's definitely exciting. And then add a red flag. What was that? Glendale to the mix. It is. It's a crazy season. And that's hopefully people are as excited about it as we are in the media and you guys are as riders. But let's just talk about, again, the competitiveness of the 2019 Supercross season and the fact that you only had one month, one month on the bike to prepare for the season after your surgery last summer. That is extremely telling because that just doesn't happen in basketball or football where you are, you've got to get back because of, well, whether it's sponsors or a team commitment. So talk about yeah. just how difficult that is. It, it's definitely difficult. You know, I don't like to make excuses or, you know, kind of set yourself up for failure or whatever you want to call it, but it's tough. You know, I switched to a new team um, on a new, on a new bike with the HEP Motorsports Suzuki team. They've done awesome. It's been great. The bike's awesome, but I was off the bike for five months uh, with, with ACL reconstruction. And um, in most other sports, guys are about 12 months before they're back playing. So I was back in about five months on top of being with the new team, a new bike, and only having about a month to prepare for the season. So, man, it makes it tough. But I love what I do. I love Supercross. I love racing and competing and being out there every Saturday night. So I, I made the best of it, did the best I could, um, as prepared as I can be. And like I said, just taking it race by race and trying to build back up to where I want to be uh, bat- battling up more towards the front. Motocross Supercross racer Kyle Chisholm here in the Freak Nation. And Kyle, what do you feel or do you feel anything? Because we are talking about such a quick recovery from an ACL tear. Do Is there a time in the race when you feel that knee? Uh, man, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't thinking about it a little bit. But I feel like I'm kind of over that hump where I'm not really worried about, oh, is my knee going to hurt or be careful of your knee? Um, when I first started riding back, you know, probably two months ago now, I was like, ooh, don't, don't dab it on the ground. Don't touch it. Be careful. It's going to hurt when you land. Or don't come up short on that jump. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely tough. You know, when are coming back, you just second guess. You do all the rehab and all the physical therapy and strengthening and conditioning that you can do, but nothing replicates riding the motorcycle and racing it 
And then on top of that, getting out there with the other 21 guys and battling, you know, and racing with them. So um, it's tough, but, you know, you got to trust your work and trust what you do and, and just go for it, you know. And like I said, I feel like I'm over that hump where I'm not really that worried about it. But, you know, it, it is it's part of the sport. Injury is part of it, unfortunately. But like I said, I think the good outweighs the bad, and um, I'm just happy to be out there racing. Kyle Chisholm, if you just liked Supercross instead of loving it like you do, would you still be on the bike? Oh, man, I don't know. That's a tough question. I I don't know that I'll ever not love it. Um, <laughs> it I, I've been doing it since I was six years old. Um, I'm 31 now. I'm one of the older guys in the sport, even though I don't feel like that, that's old in you know everyday life. But for the sport, you know, I turned pro when I was 16. So like I said, I've done this a long time, and. Uh, Man, I just I love it. I love it just as much as when I was a kid. So yeah, that's that's a tough question. Let's say next season or the year after your body decides that you just can't take it anymore and you want to hang it up. What do you want to do? Do you want to get into team management? What uh, What do you want to do uh, going forward? Man, that's that's uh, I've I've obviously thought about that. Um, nothing like crazy set in stone, but just you know when I when the time does come, what do I want to do? And I'm not totally sure, but. I like business and managing and just in general. So I feel like I would be great at being like a team manager um, and or I'd like to be like a coach, a riding coach, um, maybe not necessarily like a, a trainer, um, but more of like a riding coach and um, just somebody to give some insight to some of the younger kids. And like I said, I turned pro when I was 16, and I wish I knew now or I wish I knew then what I know now uh, to kind of teach myself. So I feel like just that information and experience – would be great to pass along to an up-and-coming young, great rider that is maybe already a good rider, but I could help them up to that next level. And I think that comes with the managing as well. You kind of dabble in the coaching as, uh, as well. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely see myself in one of those type of roles uh, in the near future. I'm surprised we didn't ask you if you wanted to be a restaurant manager because you loved that article <laughs> of the faux keen great Asian restaurant that officially opened in Boston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I like food too, so there, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Check out Kyle's Twitter account for what I'm talking about and a hilarious name in, I guess it was Wisconsin, uh, excuse me, New Hampshire, of a restaurant that was approved, and we might get into that later in the show. It's hilarious. Hey, Kyle, yeah. you got Chad Reed, who's 36 years, 36 years old. You got Tom Brady, who's 41 years old. Again, making yep. it once again to the Super Bowl. Chad Reed has won his share of Supercross championships, and I mean, he still contends. He could he could win a race any given night. Com- yep. You think his body is is as beat up as yours? Man, that, that's tough. You know, <laughs> as riders, we all go through different things, have different recoveries, um, different injuries. Some injuries are a lot easier to come back from than others. Um, but Chad's definitely taken his share of lumps that I know of, you know, probably more that I don't even know of, but um, I think that's what's really important in the recovery process is to letting your body heal properly, recovering 100%, um, to try to be as pain-free as possible. I don't think it's, I think it's inevitable that uh, we're going to have some arthritis or whatever, you know, whatever it may be in the future, but I think it's important. I've learned as I've gotten older and done this longer to take care of your body, recover properly, and just taking care of it. So I think that does play a little bit of a role. Um, the care you take of yourself um, could maybe let you go a little bit longer um, in, in the sport, which I think if you love it and want to keep doing it, that's an important thing to, 
put emphasis on to uh, to prolong your career. Hey, Kyle, I'm just a couple of years older than you. Can you win oh, one? Oh, just a couple. Yeah, okay. I'm a, I'm a couple of decades older than you. Can you just win one for the old guys, dude? Man, I would love to. If that happens, I would dedicate it to all the old guys. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. Kyle, it's been our pleasure, man. Hope to get you back here in the Freak Nation after a big win. Yes, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Anytime. Not, not much, much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio oh, or Helio. No. Not, 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 not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Loose. Not much motorsport. <laughs> the freaks. Not much motorsports. Tether off, we're gonna tether off the mother sucker. Tether off the sucker. Had a conversation with Jeremy McGrath two or three years ago. After, well, it's during a Lucas Oil race, Lucas Oil off-road race, and he said his body, his body, a day or two after a Supercross race, felt worse than it does now after an off-road race. So think about that. And they get banged up in those trucks sometimes. This is McGrath talking about, you know, in his early, mid-30s in, you know, 2005, 2006. And now he's he's in his mid-40s. And he feels younger now after an off-road race than he did with the Supercross. So just torn ACL, torn ligaments, cracked up ankle in Supercross. Man. Uh, not much motorsports brought to you by our good friends at Lucas Oil. You go to lucasoil.com to find the right synthetic oil for your righteous ride. That's lucasoil.com. Man, oh man. Statman, you ever sat in the aisle of a plane flying back from Columbus? Sat in the aisle or yeah. on the aisle? No, I, Never it, sat in the aisle. Yeah, in the aisle. Well, a couple and their 10-year-old daughter were floored when they boarded their return flight from Spain to find out they'd be sitting on the floor during the two-hour flight after budget airline Trans Island Airways sold them seats that did not exist. (laughs) The Taylor family had arrived early at Menorca Airport for their flight home to Birmingham, England to ensure they got their allocated seating together. Uh, but despite being assigned seats 41 D, E, and F when they boarded the plane, they found only empty spaces where their chairs should have been. <laughs> oh, my gosh. TIA airline staff said that a last-minute aircraft change caused the issue and suggested the couple's daughter, Brooke, 10-year-old, take the final spare seat for takeoff and landing. <laughs> wow. Oh. Parents Ian and Paula were left to use two hard plastic flip-up seats for takeoff, but had to return to the floor during the flight as cabin crew needed the area to clear to conduct their food and drink service. There's an airline that we flew on one time in... What the hell was that? It was Europe. Ryanair. Ryanair, was that yeah, what the hell it was? Yeah, I think that's what it was. That was weird. You... you you 
bought, you paid extra for these seats so you could line up early to get it. To get like a guaranteed seat. So kind of similar to what we're talking about here. Yeah. It's like, oh, so in an oversold situation, which airlines do all the time, this particular airline couldn't guarantee that you'd get another flight. (laughs) Just weird. Weird. Crasher, you got one? All right. I can't believe I'm going to do this one, but. Just be careful, please. I will. Jeez. 19 years into this show, I've learned a couple of things. Uh. All right. A man named Michael Dumfrey of St. Augustine, Florida, because, of course, Florida. Everything weird happens in Florida. He admitted himself to the emergency room last week, citing concerns regarding his lower man regions. Upon further questioning, he revealed that the rash, boils, and discharges were due to his use of what's called God snake oil. Mm. It's an unregulated product that promises to add inches overnight. Okay. It's not regulated by the FDA, but Americans can still purchase the GSO, the God Snake Oil, online or through associates, peer-to-peer marketing, yada, yada, kind of like Amway. There's no studies proving the effectiveness of the God Snake Oil, (laughs) but it continues to sell because of positive reviews. Okay, fine. Positive reviews, even though he had a rash boils and discharges so he had some side effects this michael dumfrey his male member returned to normal after being treated with antibiotics at the er and then he was asked what advice he would give other consumers considering this god snake oil he said well i can't tell them not to use it despite all the side effects it was definitely effective i can't believe the increase in length and girth yes let me remind you about the boils and the discharges okay Okay. Maybe oh. they included the boils in the measuring. <laughs> Kenny is in the other studio right now, just cringing. I can just see him behind the glass. He's cringing. Well, it's our. I know every male person listening right now is like, oh, oh, pain. Our producer is also an attorney, so if he senses this stuff. He can start to defend it in court. Yeah. <laughs> Have at it, Triple F. <laughs> I didn't say anything wrong. Right? And it's a true story, so there. There it is, man. Florida. Have at it. Florida, the land of rain, hurricanes, and God's snake oil. There it is, man. Hey. Next week, we'll have a best of for you on Super Bowl Sunday. Then we'll be back at it, Freak Nation, as we have a preview for Daytona 500 and more. Oh, and NHRA Pomona. Yeah, man. Make it a great, great week. Shoot the juice to the moose, the stat man. Cut it loose. Yep. Sports Radio, redefined.